I'm sorry, Max. I, I forgive you, Karen. I do. I forgive you. And then tape makes it all things better. So one of the things that you find out in Stinky Shoe is that you're in a congregation that is like you. Because So this is a congregation of imperfect people who do sometimes things that we need to be forgiven for. We have today a focus in Luke's gospel on a woman who crashed a dinner party. And it's found in Luke chapter 7. So if I can set this up, there were a group of people who um, didn't really care for what Jesus was doing. And they were called the Pharisees. I like to call them the God squad, the rule keepers. They did everything right the right way. Why can't other people do things right the right way? And that was what they thought. And so Jesus was constantly getting in trouble with them because he was doing it wrong. And, and so one of the Pharisees, a man named Simon, not Simon Peter, someone different, a man named Simon invited Jesus to have dinner with him so that they could discuss the law and how to faithfully keep the law. While Jesus was there, a woman came in and crashed the party who wasn't invited to dinner. Now, something you need to know about life in Jesus' day. They didn't have cars. They didn't have roads, not like we have them now. So there were some Roman roads that were paved, but most of the roads were dirt and mud. And if it rained a lot, the roads got very muddy. And the roads weren't just traveled along by people. Uh, shepherds would lead their sheep along these same roads. Roman soldiers in the cavalry would ride their horses on the same roads. People would have a, a lead with a donkey that would be carrying stuff to the marketplace on the same roads. And what happens when animals are outside? What do they tend to do? Kids, you know this. What do animals do when they're outside? They use the restroom. They poop wherever they are. They don't even think about it. And so... You have muddy, dirty, stinky roads, and people wore sandals, and so they come into a dinner party, and something that's supposed to happen is there's supposed to be a, a, a slave at the door who will wash people's feet. But at Simon's house, at Simon's dinner party, there was no one there to do that. And so this woman comes in and she has a jar of very expensive perfume. This is what Luke tells us in Luke chapter 7. Uh, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from the city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. She then knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. She kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee, Simon, who had invited Jesus, saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. She shouldn't even be in my home, he thought. Then Jesus answered his thoughts and said, Simon, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, said the teacher. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces of silver to the other. Neither of them 
could repay the man. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, said Jesus. And then he turned to the woman and he said this. Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to dust my feet, but she's washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I came in, she's not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of oil to anoint my head, but she's anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who has forgiven little shows only a little love. And Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. One of the things that I've noticed in life about me is that when I have an awareness of my sin and the things that I've done to wrong other people, the thing, areas of my life where even I've let myself down, I have a greater appreciation of God's love for me. I have greater gratitude. But when I go around and I think to myself, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm better than that pastor down the street. I've got my act together. Why don't they have their acts together? It's funny that when I'm in that, that set or that mindset, I'm less grateful and less aware of God's presence in my life. Jesus is articulating something very important in this passage. And he's basically saying to all of us Americans who sometimes feel like we really don't need to be forgiven as much as perhaps excused, everybody needs forgiveness. Everybody needs forgiveness. The man who hosted the party, who thought he was doing all the right things, whose name was Simon. Let me ask you a question. Did Simon need to be forgiven from God? Yeah, he did. He just lacked that awareness in that moment at that dinner party. And so God invites all of us to his table and God offers to forgive freely anyone who comes with open hands and hearts and who basically says, hey, Lord, I'm a sinner, forgive me, right? And so I've got a family question that I want you to talk about with the people that you gave. So if you'll put up my next set of pictures there, Mr. Caleb. Today's question is simply this. What does it feel like to be forgiven? So I want you to think about when you're forgiven, how does your body feel? What are the sensations that you feel inside your body when somebody forgives you? of a wrong. So talk about that. What does it feel like to be forgiven? Or if you came by yourself, let those wheels turn. What does it feel like to be forgiven? I'm going to give you about a minute or two to do that with people that you came with. 